it's insane the the increase in productivity when people are allowed to do their jobs how they best thrive. You know, another fallacy in our in our western society is that we're meant to be well-rounded. And that's just that's just bogus. It's just not true. Hello and welcome to the Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster, Food for the Brain, Knowledge from the Experts, Tools to Win at Life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and this week's guest is going to be tremendously fun and interesting. In fact, you might mistake my guest today for Superwoman, and if you do, you won't be alone. But Alyssa believes you have superpowers too. Alyssa Dare Nelson is regularly featured on television news segments, inside major blogs and publications, and on podcasts from all over the globe. She's an accomplished success coach, speaker, host of the Maximize Your Strengths podcast, as well as published author of the hot new book, From Frustration to Frickin' Awesome, Four Steps to Achieve the Success You're Wired For. But more than anything else, she is an exceedingly proud wife and mother of two who loves helping others discover how to make their businesses and relationships thrive in harmony. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Well, Dr. Richard, thank you for having me. I am so excited, and I our pre-chat was amazing and already has me all excited, so I just can't wait for what's to come. No, it's going to be so much fun. I am, I am really excited as well. And I want to jump in because your bag, your focus is really helping people find and maximize their strengths. And I want to take a step back before we really go down the mechanics of that. What got you interested in that? How did you end up doing this and really becoming passionate about it? You know, part of it was, uh, a big part of it, in fact, was was me trying to figure out what was wrong with me and then having this epiphany moment that maybe there was a whole lot that was right with me and the things that maybe I saw as wrong with me were actually right with me and like just kind of flipped that entire thing on its head. And so when I really found out that I could focus on my strengths and build those rather than trying to fix all of the things that I found or other people found to be wrong with me, that that was a much more joyful and productive place to live. (laughs) No, it certainly makes sense. So as you began focusing on your own strengths, then you had that shift, I presume, to say, hey, you know, I can share this with others. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I do believe that the the message that you're sent to give out in the world is oftentimes the message that you need to learn first yourself. And through that, you have the ability to, to, to give that message from a, a more authentic and a more compassionate perspective. 
that opens up the door so people don't feel judged and they, oh yeah, okay, well, if she felt that way, maybe, and and, and now it's this way, maybe I can feel that way too. And so it, it really was that when that I had this total red pill, blue pill moment about all the things that were right with me, all I wanted to do was then help other people to discover that in themselves. And, and props to you, Alyssa, for the Matrix reference because we don't have enough of those in our in our society. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> no, and it and it's so for those that are entrepreneurs, it is such an apt illustration. You know, once you've taken the red pill, you know, you often see things very differently. We could probably could do a whole show just about that, but I know that for you, I want to jump back because I know that a lot of what you're doing is predicated on the Strengths Finder profile, which a lot of people might not have heard of. Could you talk to us about what the Strengths Finder profile is? And then we'll go from there about how people can apply it. Yeah, absolutely. So the Strengths Finder profile is a psychometric tool that Donald Clifton, Dr. Donald Clifton, created over 40 years of, of research. He comes from a background of po- a positive psychology and thought, hey, what if we just focused on the things that were right with people instead of all the things that were wrong with people? So he spent literally from 1960 until the year 2000 doing research study after research study after research study on what would happen if we focused on all the good? And that's how the Strengths Finder profile was was born, was through that research. What I liked about that, what I was drawn to with the Strengths Finder profile is that unlike a lot of other personality tests, there was so many different strength themes that you sort of could could fit into. So it wasn't like one of four boxes that you fit into, you know, like the disc profile, you're a D and I and S or a C or, you know, Myers-Briggs even where you're one of 16 boxes, right? So it really allowed you this expansive view on each individual person layered on top of that, all sorts of other things. And, you know, it it's a fantastic tool, but it really is just a tool. So just like a drill or a hammer or anything else, if you don't know how to use it, well, what's the point? You can have a thousand of them and it won't it won't do you any good. So that's the the root is with started with Donald Clifton and his team. And since 2000, when the Strengths Finder first came out, it has been revamped, which is why it's Strengths Finder 2.0 now. And uh, the research uh, through Gallup has continued. Um, so 16 million, 16 and a half million, I think, people now have taken the Strengths Finder profile. And the question is, are they applying it? Are they actually able to use that tool? Fantastic. And what I love that you said is that this is not one of those Facebook share with your friends. What does my personality indicate? This is an empirically driven 60 plus years of information in validating and updating this tool. And it has a large number of boxes, so to speak, as you mentioned, that show different personality constructs for people in terms of their strengths. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what's interesting as well, it's just something I want to point out. So it's called the Strengths Finder, and that is really what it's doing. So when you take your profile for the first time, what it's going to tell you is sort of your aptitude in each of these different areas. Like, uh, for instance, my number one strength is futuristic. I happen to know, Richard, that yours is also futuristic at number one, which means that just we have a knack or a talent for being able to really 
paint a cool picture of the future. Very visionary and, you know, some other things that naturally come to us, sort of our easy buttons, but they don't become strengths until we actually are using them in a way that serves us or gives us energy and also serves other people. Um, so we can't just use our strengths to to abuse or manipulate other people. That's not a strength. That's manipulation, right? So it's the strengths finder. And again, this is why there's this gap between taking the profile and applying it. So that's something you've mentioned a couple of times. So we go out and we purchase this. We see what our five strengths are. How do you apply it? And we have this list of things and it says, you know, I'm futuristic oriented. What does that mean? How can I use that? Yeah. Well, there's, so there's a couple of things. And, you know, when you get your your StrengthsFinder profile, uh, Gallup does provide you a couple of free tools, uh, free reports. And so you can certainly read over those. You can read the StrengthsFinder 2.0 book, and it gives you some idea of application where I've found it to, to really be much more applicable is when you can talk it out with someone who is an expert. Now, I also don't think that, you know, you should take a $20 test or if you unlock all 34, you know, $90 test and then have to follow it up by hiring a coach for $4,000 or $5,000 to help you understand it, right? So that was the biggest driving force behind me starting my podcast, uh, Maximize Your Strengths, is is that I wanted to have a tool where people could, or, you know, a, a resource where people could start to understand what does this actually mean in an applicable way, sort of take them through through construction training 101. Like, how do you use a hammer? Do you use it on a screw or do you use it on a nail? Well, you know, of course you're going to use it on a nail. Well, can you use it on a nail this size? Can you use it on a... And so that's that's the next piece of actually applying it and understanding that there are pros to these strengths and when they're misused, they can become a weakness. And, and also understanding... In addition, I'm being really long-winded here. I apologize. <laughs> but but that that you know, those things that pop into your top five truly are unique to you. Uh, one of the things that I hear very frequently from people who have just taken is like, well, yeah, it sounds like me. So that's cool. And it, it to them, it sounds like a horoscope, right? Like you can read the Sunday horoscope and be like, okay, yeah. So, you know, any, any, any thing could be construed this way. But how do I know this is actually me? Well, the things that are are uniquely you are your easy buttons. Are the things that come so easily for you that you might not recognize them as things that that set you apart. And so, in doing so, in in recognizing that those things are actually unique to you, now suddenly when people do it differently than you, it's not an irritation because they're like, why can't you get it? Why can't you just, you know, talk to me a little bit? Well, maybe they have communication at number thirty four, and self expression is just doesn't come easily for them. When you understand that those are the, there are those differences there, now you can respect and honor even the people that you come into, into contact with. So in a way, it's it not only helps you understand your strengths, but it, it helps you perhaps better relate to others as well. Totally, totally. And it comes back to this, this major point that is a, a real soapbox issue for me is that you shining bright does not have to detract from anyone else shining bright. So I can, and this is where the name of my book came from, was was we, we have this focus on being humble in our society. And so we don't want to stand up and say, hey, I am freaking awesome. 
because people might think we're arrogant or they might think, you know, this or that about us. But the fact of the matter is that that's exactly what we need because what it does when you when you do that with with when you stand up and say I'm awesome with humility it allows other people to to also be awesome and when you recognize that your awesome your flavor of awesome is not their flavor of awesome now it doesn't matter that you stand up and say hey I'm really great at these things you know I would love to contribute in this way and they go oh wow that's great I'm really great at these things and I want to contribute in this way and now we have synergy and we have people coming together to create amazing things instead of everyone shying away from the limelight I think one of the things that it is also intuitive about it and correct me if I'm wrong but in knowing what your strengths are and then conversely knowing what are not your strengths, you can then leverage the talents of others and perhaps build better teams that way too. Totally, totally. And I, I, I so, so much encourage that because we cannot be good at everything. You know, another fallacy in our, in our Western society is that we're meant to be well-rounded. And that's just that's just bogus. It's just not true. We were never built to be well-rounded. So if that's true, then what if we just gave that up and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm great at these things. You're great at these things. You're great at these things. Let's come together, and together we can be well-rounded." So I think we're going down this path, which is taking us a bit more into a corporate application. And I want to bring it back eventually towards more in the home and some other things. But obviously, a, a lot of people who listen to your show and mine are entrepreneurial in nature. So if one is a business owner and they identify, okay, I've got these strengths, can they then go and use this as a tool to help find other employees? Why or why not? Yeah, so that is a use that people would love to use it for because it gives them a sort of a definitive tool, right? Like, okay, I need woo and I need someone with analytical and I need someone with futuristic. Great. I'm going to go out and, you know, hire somebody with those <laughs> with those strengths. But the difficulty with that is that your strengths will show you the how you go about doing your tasks and skills and those kinds of things. But it doesn't actually tell you anything about skill level. So you might need somebody on your team who has great communication skills. But if they're not communicating <laughs> with the knowledge and the background that you need them to, those communication skills don't matter. So I always tell people the strengths finder is very important so that you can empower your people and help them to live in their strengths. But here's the key. Hire them for their values and their skills. And then after they're hired, now give them the StrengthsFinder profile so that you can help them do their job how they will most have energy or have most positive energy. Does that make sense? It does. So in essence, this is not a hiring tool in any way. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. But utilized appropriately, it sounds like after the fact, when you found people that fit, you know, one's company culture, you can then leverage their strengths, a strengths-based culture, if you will. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, the data shows over and over again that a strengths-based culture, one that is focused on building building what's already good in people, you know, has much better production and much better revenue. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have all the stats in front of me right at the moment, but I mean, it's insane the, the increase in productivity when people are allowed to do their jobs how they best thrive. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. It makes a lot of sense. Talk to us. I want to jump in and talk about your book because I think that's the next logical place for for us to move to because you said that you essentially made this book because you wanted to help people pull these strengths and end so their candle could shine so bright, perhaps I'm paraphrasing there a bit, but let's, let's talk about it. So, you know, I, I created this, created the book from frustrated to freaking awesome because, you know, so many business owners, uh, especially when they come to me, um, you know, when they're, they're so f- absolutely burnt out that they feel like their life is completely imbalanced. They're, they're spinning their wheels. They're, they're not being productive. Right. And when I can teach them about their strengths, right, it allows them space to go, oh, so I can delegate this off and I can do this and I can do that. But, you know, the StrengthsFinder profile isn't the only thing. <laughs> and I've already alluded to that a little bit. But, you know, in order to really truly be freaking awesome, you have to take into consideration all of the other things that make you uniquely you. And um, by embracing all of those things instead of going, oh, well, you know, there was a my sophomore year of high school. We're just going to not touch that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sort of get famous or have a business that booms in my hometown because there's this thing that happened when I was in 10th grade that I'm just going to shy away from. Really embracing all of those life experiences is a part of of helping you to to live out loud. And yes, the book is geared towards entrepreneurs. Uh, however, the feedback that I've gotten uh, from from people who are in in corporate all the way across to to stay-at-home moms and and of course entrepreneurs is, "Oh my gosh, I I'm starting to actually be proud." of who I am and not be apologetic about it. And that is incredible um, because that strengthens marriages. It strengthens um, relationships, whether that's, you know, interfamily or, you know, uh, personal relationships or business relationships because you feel good about you and therefore you're able to provide more honor and more grace to those around you as well. I love everything you just said because it, I relate to it in the sense that this show is about helping people become the best versions of themselves. And in turn, when we do that, we're happier, more productive, and we will make the world a better place. So you are, you are so singing my song. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, I, want, I want to spoil the book a little bit here. Four steps to achieve the success you're wired for. Could you take us through what those four steps are? 
Yeah. So it, it's not complicated. And I think that's one of the beauties of it is, is sometimes we make these really complicated, you know, 40-point steps right? <laughs> or 40-point plans and that no one can ever actually carry out. Um, but step one is know thyself. And so in the book, I, I take people through a series of exercises to help them really understand who they are and in black and white, you know, in with proof how awesome they are. Because we can hear that all we want, but until we actually internalize it and embrace it, it doesn't become true, right? So know thyself, know where you thrive, know where you don't thrive. The second step is now create a plan around that. And it's okay to use somebody else's template to create that plan, but now you know yourself well enough to tweak that plan so it actually fits you. So create the plan, carry out that plan, and then the last step is to simply reflect on what worked, what didn't work, what did I learn about myself, and now we're going to go back to the beginning. Now, know thyself, right? So you just repeat those four steps, and over time you become better and better and better. And the cool thing is that that you will never reach that point where you know it all. Um, and for me and my futuristic, that's one of my favorite things for people who would like to just have the answer and arrive and then <laughs> do no more work. Well, you know, this might not be the book for you, but if you want a really pragmatic approach to how do I continue continually improve without focusing on all of my weaknesses? This is that book. Right. No, not, no magic eight ball here where you just shake it once and, and have a response. So know thyself, create a plan, carry out the plan, and then reflect. Yes. And the reflect sounds a lot like what Stephen Covey talks about in Sharpening the Saw to Me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have an entire chapter in the book that is is just simply reflective questions. <laughs> um, and that's just a starting point because there's more questions that you could certainly ask. But asking them from a, a point of non-judgment towards yourself as well as, you know, really from, from this place of learning. Okay, what did I learn from this mistake? How could I made it better, make it better? And, you know, I, I happen to believe that there is no such thing as bad luck. <laughs> in fact, in the book, uh, I, I share a little story that, I was recommended to take out because people are like, you know, that doesn't really shine very well on you, Alyssa. I'm like, hey, it was a mistake I I made, but it wasn't bad luck. So let's just share it because there's other people who have been in that same situation. So you'll have to read the book to <laughs> know what that story is because it is a little bit embarrassing and it has to do with an oil change. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but if, if we can track that back and go, okay, so if it wasn't bad luck, what was it? You know, was there a root cause? Is there any way I could have avoided it? You know, some of those questions, now we can now we can better move forward with both preparing ourselves a little bit better for the next cycle around so that those sort of quote unquote bad luck things don't continue to happen. Because we all know people, right, who like bad stuff just happens to them all the time. <laughs> That's right. Right? And, um, and you just like, how does this person have that bad of luck? Well, the, the fact of the matter is that they don't. Number one, they probably are focusing on negative things, so negative things seek them out. So there is that law of attraction there. But also, you know, they're not protecting themselves against some of those bad luck things. And I think, you know, what, what a lot of people experience is, yes, certainly, you know, when, when you get used to patterns 
you only focus on those patterns, but, but it's also not taking a step back and say, what could I do differently? A lot of times, you know, bad luck is, you know, making the same poor decision over and over and over again, just in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and again, kind of going back to that whole, what it's what we focus on. I was, I was kind of giggling to myself um, just this morning about, you know, something that recently happened to my husband and I. So our, we have a big, beautiful maple tree in our front yard and, you know, as luck would have it, a, a root ball got into our sewer pipeline thingy. And on Saturday, my husband walked down into our basement to find it totally flooded. So like, you know, like replacing the carpet and now homeowners claim and like all of this, you know, work. And we've got, I can't tell you how many machines down in our basement trying to dry it out and yada, yada. And yet it wasn't even a Facebook post. Like it wasn't even like, okay, that's just a thing that happened. And, you know, we deal with it and we move on and, oh, look, we might get new carpets. So that, that could be a good thing. And, you know, we have to pay the deductible and all of that, all of that other stuff. But what was interesting is my, my husband and I are, fo- are people who focus on the positive. So that's why it didn't end up even being a Facebook post because, you know, we don't care that this negative thing happened. It happened. So what? We're, we're, we fixed the problem. Now we're moving on. And, you, you know, I, I do have friends that would have made, you know, a giant, a giant issue of, of this thing and gone, oh my gosh, I don't know why bad stuff just happens. Well, bad stuff happens, but I don't have to let it make my entire week or month bad, right? So what are you focusing on? It's it's so well said and you're you're exactly right. And one of the things that you know Facebook does is Facebook attracts. So it attracts good and bad. So if you're putting that out there, oh my God, my life is ruined, my my house is flooded, I have to replace the carpeting, you're going to get 10 million people who are going to say, I feel sorry for you with a horrible thing. And you're like, yeah, that's right. Woe is me. Whereas if you take the opposite approach, the positive approach, then it reframes that completely differently. Really freaking awesome. <laughs> if I may. Really freaking awesome. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, Alyssa, one of the things that, that this book is all about is it's helping people really learn what sets them apart from every other person on this planet? Mm-hmm. Are there specific exercises that you could, just a few, that you could talk us through that one could do to start that path? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one, of course, is take the Strength Finder profile. And I give some additional resources in the book to help understand them a little bit better. Um, so it's not just the profile that you're taking. You, you learn a little bit a, a little bit of the application of that. So certainly one is that. Um, but, but number two, uh, there's actually four different really important exercises um, in order to really figure out how am I like one of a kind. Like, prove it to me. Um, one is, what is your educational background? The, the, uh, an education is never wasted. I have two four-year degrees, and I am not currently using either one of them in a professional way, right? But but I use both of those four-year degrees every day in what I do, right? So those edu- that education is never lost. And, and the informal education, um, you know, what books have you read? What conferences have you attended? What learning have you done? Um, so that's one thing is what is your education? Another thing is what is your life experiences? And this one is a tough one for some people because they think, well, this bad thing happened to me and, you know, I just want to forget it. But the thing is, is that that bad experience is part of, you know, what has framed up how you think and where you're going, 
right? So, and the, the different places that you have more compassion. So all of your life experiences, both positive and negative, matter. So write down all of the of the life experiences that really come to mind. And then go talk to another person about it. Hey, what do you remember from, you know, from childhood? I, I had that conversation with my older sister who's 10 years older than me. Um, and she had some amazing insight about things that I didn't even realize from my childhood that really did frame up how I think. Uh, then your 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 values, you know, what are your values? How are they framed? And what's the most important thing to you? And so I take the you know people through an entire values exercise, so they actually categorize and prioritize their values, and it's a really really powerful exercise to to go through because you look at it. Sometimes you look at it and go, whoa, these are my current priorities, but they're out of whack, right? And then now you can do the work to get them back in whack, <laughs> in whack. <laughs> right? Or in line. Um, and sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, these are my values. So let's live in those. That's that's fantastic. So those four things, you know, your education, your experience, your values, and your strengths, you put those four things together and I guarantee you, you will not ever find another person that is like you. And once you have that knowledge, how do you leverage it? Once you know how you're special, there's, you know, it depends on if you are an entrepreneur um, or if you are working in a, in a nine to five, right? But as an entrepreneur, these are the folks that I that I work with most. You know, it's it's how do you set yourself out in a crowded field? Because I don't care what business you're in, whether you're a business coach or a psychiatrist or a psychologist or you're a chiropractor, um, there's a lot of other people who are out there doing, quote unquote, the same thing. But your uniqueness is what draws in the clients that you want to serve. And it also is, is the place where you're going to thrive, where you can stand on top of the hill and say, I am the only one who offers this to this particular client. So, so it helps to form not only what your unique selling proposition is, right, but it also helps to draw in the particular type of client that you want most to serve. Um, you know, we, we talk about the 80-20 rule. I don't know if you've ever read The Pumpkin Plan or not um, by Mike Michalowicz. So he talks about, you know, 80% 80, 80 of your clients are not really serving you. So the 20% of your clients are giving you 80% of your income. So what would happen if you just pruned the 80% and get left more room for the people that you love to serve? And that's the power in, in doing these exercises and really figuring out who am I that translates into who do I best connect with and who do I want to serve and now do more of that. I am not familiar with that particular book, but I am familiar with the 80-20 rule and I know that a lot of entrepreneurs live by that. So outstanding to hear you you bring that up. And I want to revisit something, Alyssa, that, that you mentioned that, well, I mentioned in reading your bio is that your passion is helping others discover how to make their businesses and relationships thrive in harmony. Yet I know that you really don't believe in the notion of a work-life balance. So help us reconcile that. Yeah, I'm so and I'm so glad that that you that you use those particular words. So I do believe in harmony. I don't believe in balance. So balance is, you know, this sort of one side of the scale, other side of the scale, others, and we're trying to like walk across a tight wire and you're gonna fall off because at some points, you know, your business needs more and at some points your family needs more. However, if we think about running our businesses in harmony, 
Now, you know, that we have 18 plates in the air, it's just like having, you know, a violin, <laughs> a violin portion of our orchestra and cellos and, you know, some other instruments too, right? But if they're all playing in the same tune, they sound beautiful together. So how can you allow your business to work in harmony with your family? You know, for me, right before we hopped on this call, I was driving my kids to and from gymnastics. It's the middle of the day, right? But that's how my family works in harmony. So, you know, I don't cut out nine to five to work. I do work a little bit in the evening, but that means I have a little time during the day where I can take some time out for my family. So it's not perfectly balanced, but it works in harmony. Does that make sense? Does that clarify that? No, it really does. And, I, and I'm glad that you were able to elaborate on that distinction because you hear everybody talk about work-life balance, work-life balance, and, and your perspective, I think, is much healthier. Yeah, yeah. And that way we don't have to compartmentalize because especially as sole entrepreneurs um, and very small business owners, like your business is one of your babies. <laughs> so for you to like shove it in a box and 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 put it away doesn't make any sense. And yet, you know, even with your children, it's important to give them one-on-one time, right? <laughs> so you can still do that and ha- have them all work together. I think one of the true lies of entrepreneurship is, you know, I have to do this now. And I had, when I was training at the Emory School of Medicine, one of the residents said to me, the work will always get done. And what he meant by that was you can table it. And so I'm not saying if you have a deadline and you promised a customer a deliverable that, you know, you go pizza and get pizza and go bowling, but there's time. Like you said, you can go to your kid's gymnastics class and write another proposal where they're sleeping. You know, we, we always can make excuses as to why we need to do that work, but then we blink and our kids are 17 and going off to college and we've missed them grow up. So I really, what you said so strongly resonated with me. I think that's terrific. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I, it's it it is such an important thing, and 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 you know some people want to keep their business away from their family as well. Like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to work when my kids are awake or this or that. But I'll tell you what. So my my daughters are nine and eleven, and they are actually now working in my business. There's some tasks and things that that they can do, and you know we have a timer app uh, on their phones, and they get paid for the work they do in my business. And they literally get to work side by side with me in my office when they have tasks to do. And they're, they're not, it's not a detraction that they see me work. It's showing them, you know, this is what a work ethic looks like. So it, it's not a negative thing to, to combine the two. You still need to have uh, healthy boundaries and yada, yada, yada. We could get into a whole dissertation on, on that. But, you know, you don't have to keep it separate because there are great life, life lessons for your children if you do involve them in your business, too. As you said, one's business and relationships thriving in harmony. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Right, right on. And I wanted to take a couple moments and talk about your coaching because a lot of businesses and a lot of entrepreneurs use coaching, but your coaching is a little bit different because of its focus. Could you talk to us about that? Yeah. So I, I now work with my clients in 90 day stints. 
because I have a strength in my top five called activator, which means I love to get going and I love to get moving and I love to see action. And I love to see results. So <laughs> that's what works best for me as a coach because you have to pay attention to what your needs are as well. And that what the bonus for my clients is that they get to see these results in a really fast way. So once they realize and they really vet out what their superpowers are, now they're working so much more productively and so much more efficiently. And when they do that, they're working smarter, not harder. And so they're saving time, they're creating more revenue, and they are doing all of it with more energy. Um, and that really is the the trio <laughs> that that business owners are looking for. How do I how do I spend less time but ha- make more money and um, and and love what I do? You know, not burn out from what from what I'm doing. Um, and so that's what's a little bit different. Is I really focus on what are your superpowers. Now let's go claim them and live in them. Put on your cape, take off your Clark Kent clothes, and let's go fly. Perfect. Perfect. Alyssa, as you know, I I wrap up with a question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, if you could share with us your biggest helping, the single most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after listening to our episode together. Uh, That one thing is that you truly, and I, I really want you to hear this as it's in your earbuds right now, you are unique and you're uniquely awesome. And that in and of itself should make you stand taller and live brighter. And, you know, spend some time figuring out what those things are because you're worth it. You didn't end up on this on this planet on accident. Perfect. Alyssa, where can people find you? Uh, so they can find me on my website. That's the that's a great place. And also on Facebook. Um, Facebook is is my jam. It's where I like to hang out. I'm I'm not a Twitter fan. <laughs> I have a hard time talking in 140 characters. So uh, so Facebook, uh, Dare Success Coaching on Facebook um, or DareToSucceed.com. Um, it's D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com. I love that. And we will also have in the Daily Helping app and on the show notes, the link to all of this, and including your book. Yes, I would love, love, love to share my book with those of you who are listening. So if you go to daretosucceed.com forward slash TDH, which stands for The Daily Helping, you can get a PDF copy, a digital copy of my book for absolutely free. So daretosucceed.com forward slash T-D-H. That is outstanding. And I hope that our listeners certainly take advantage of that because it is a terrific book. Wow. Well, that is so cool. And I wish we could talk longer. We are at time today. I want to thank you, Alyssa, so much for coming on to our show and for all of you in your cars at home or wherever you are. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, go out there and subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. That's what helps others find the podcast. Thanks again. And do something today where you go out and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know them, especially if you don't know them. Post it on your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.